closure. Always be closing. Hello, I live here. Always be closing. I've never been to your apartment. So real. What else do we need? We need closure. Heather, do you see what's going on behind yes. me? <laughs> yes, I'm so excited for you. One, two, three, four. Four, five people working on your whole outside experience. I could cry. So exciting. It's bringing a tear to my eye. When people show up, when they say they're going to show up and work gets done, I, I do not, it's Christmas yeah. day. It's Christmas day. But what's so funny is you're like, okay, I'm just going to warn you. It is chaos here. And I'm like, it's nowhere near the chaos that is like. You know, it's all it's all contained outside, which is good. Just another day at the team's house. Just another is what you're day. Saying. Yes, <laughs> this is not chaos. This is actually very uh, tranquil, but this well, is so amazing. Thank you, and uh, listener, you might hear a little bit of work or song or things going on outside. And guess what? I don't care. Yeah, I'm not going to ask them no, to stop. No, we're going to record right over it. I'll try to edit it out if I can. But the fact that they are here and getting I mean, things done—they are done, starting. God bless I hope it. Taylor's ready. Well, you've brought up an excellent point because you know my husband who is outrageously analytical in the best way possible. Thank God he is because I have watched this man literally analyze over everything in our life. And 99% of the time, it's actually like the right decision. Like me, I'm like, no, I think it's going to be fine. It looks good. You know, I'm very big picture. He's very detailed. You have been sitting here with me. We actually haven't been able to start recording because of the amount of photos he's sending me Mm -hmm. of basically ugly fireplaces yes, of that, what you don't of want. what we don't want and it's him relaying his fears of what this could meanwhile turn out. this is happening in like 30 seconds like, i mean literally they're building yeah behind me so i have gone out there showed the picture a million times i have some video of this <laughs> whole the, thing i might share i might share with your permission to these amazing people who are working so hard and on the other end taylor is sending me i mean possibly the worst of the 2000s mm-hmm. era mm-hmm. i would argue of what a bad outdoor fireplace looks like yeah. and these are, and not even in the same shape or vein or style at all just no, rock just fireplaces, fireplaces. <laughs> so we've had to delay recording so that I could alleviate any fears he had uh-huh. but I think we're I'm gonna be okay up. I know I'm dying I'm dying to see what actually I mean you got a better view than I, I do have right a good, now if I, I'm gonna watch it and if I see early 2000 ranch style fireplace Tell going up. Stop. I'm going to hit pause. Okay. We're going to pause it. We're going to go out. Okay. We're going to handle it. We're yes. going to come back. Okay. Yes. Perfect. So it's kind of a SHIT show a yeah. little bit. There's a lot going on, Yeah, but I'll take it, man. Yes. I am pumped. I'm so pumped. So hey, what's going on in your life? Actually, how's the house? Like, house how- is good. Great. You know, we're, I feel like we're, I, this past week didn't do a lot of my job. I will say it's kind of a slow time for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, some hesitation with buying a house right now and selling a house. So something to do with those damn interest something, rates. Yeah, something. Yeah. Something. So I've actually feel like for the first time in a while, I've been just kind of home nesting and like, I'm loving you it. You need that. Yes. Okay. I needed it. First of all, it, it has been chaos at your house. Yes. Secondly, it's your season. It's our season. So you need to do this. I noticed you decorated. Mm-hmm. Um, hell yeah. Yeah. Love it. it yes. I decorated it. And it looks fantastic. Yeah. But you need this right now. Because again, you've been working real hard, girl. Yeah. Yeah. So we're just going to chill out. Yeah. We got our fence approved. Oh, great. I don't know if I talked about that before. You didn't. Oh, yeah. We had some drama with um, somebody called and complained about our fence. And (gasps) we'd already had it approved. But Dusty had to like go in front of the city. And we had to get a Mm. petition signed with all of our neighbors. Really? Yeah. That damn historical neighborhood. So, yeah. Yep. 
It's kind now of like it's been H-way. Desi's excuse as to why it's not finished. I'm like <laughs> just staring outside. It's been me the last couple of weeks. I'm just yeah. staring outside. So, um, so you said you kind of did your job this week, but you know how to go. Yeah, yeah. I do have a handful of buyers and listings still sweet pending. I've got one. Um, that we're really trying to get sold. Um, and then I, did I love, have- I love you saying you don't have a lot going on and you just rattled off like five <laughs> deals going on right now. <laughs> Listeners like, I'm sorry, what? I'm sorry, what? <laughs> um, and then I did have one under contract. I don't remember if I talked about it or not, but the buyers ended up terminating and it was a struggle. I think they were going back and forth, which I th- know that you have gone through. And I told them every buyer goes through this. Sometimes they, multiple times, sometimes not. But it is that feeling of like, yes, on paper, this checks off all the boxes. Right. I get it. Yes. Exactly what I said I wanted in the area and the size. But for some reason, it's just not feeling like the the one. one. And I really just told them like, guys, then it's not the one. Like we don't. And I think there was also kind of this like, and you may have buyers that do this. They kept apologizing. I'm so sorry. Thanks for your patience. Like, and I'm like, this is our job. Exactly. Like, it's not my house. Nope. And I tell people like, I'm going to be doing real estate, I hope for a long time. Exactly. I'm here. Like, we're going to find the house. The last thing I want is for you to get into this and regret it. I like it. No, you have, they have to love it. Yes. I so am, don't worry about us. Don't worry about us. We this is I mean we have to take the emotion out of it. We've talked about this. I think me yeah. going through this experience with myself as the hands down worst client ever. I joke <laughs> that Taylor and I are like my worst clients. We well, just lo- seeing how you guys dealt with the fireplace, I <laughs> tend to agree with your statement. I we have been called picky. But y'all are very kind, and I I know we know what we like. That's just all. <laughs> and what you don't and want. what we don't want. God knows it. And it's early 2000s um, ranch style fireplace. But I think going through it myself, and I love what you just said about it checks all the boxes on paper. I've actually said that about so many houses when Taylor and I were looking, it was like, yeah, on paper, this sucker meets it all. This is, you're right. This is it, but it isn't it. And I'm so sorry. Moving on. Yeah. So, I mean, did but you it can, it can be a struggle for buyers. Like I've helped, I've, I know this because yes. you want to, you know, you've been looking, you've been searching. It's finally in, and if you just don't have that feeling and you can't pinpoint why. And then trying um, to convey it to your poor realtor. Yes. Yeah. No, I get it. And yes, I have been there with buyers too. I'm sorry. Oh, I'm fine. Right. Well, of course you are. But no, I, I did. I'm sorry for them in that moment. But afterwards, once you actually say, hey, we're pulling the plug, we're done. Yeah. Kind of a sigh of relief. Like, yeah. we got out during our option period. Okay. I'm like, you know what? That's what that's for. We like, didn't lose anybody money. No. Nope. And that's, you're exactly right. That is exactly what it is for. Mm-hmm. By the way, just a, a side note, me trying to explain an option period to people that haven't bought real estate in Texas before is always an interesting experience. And I I had to do it at length this week. Um, So you just bringing it up was, because to us it is like, I mean, the language we use and the verbiage and how quickly we rattle things off and oh yeah, 10 days and a hundred dollars and da 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 da. And to have to stop and slow down and go over, you aren't going to lose X amount of money. You aren't going to do this. It's funny. Yeah. It's just a different experience. It is very different. What about your week? I mean, you know what? I did my job. I did my job this week. We actually received an offer on one of my listings. I submitted an offer for a client. I'm about to have another listing. So I don't, I don't know what you're talking about, Heather. Things are wild over here. (laughs) Things are crazy. But you talked about something off air that I did want to touch on because I don't know. It kind of 
I feel like it made us both kind of stop and realize that this is a really neat season that we are both in. So I asked you off air, I said, so when you were looking for a house and which you stopped me right there and you said, I'm never looking for a house, they just (laughs) pop up. And I said, facts, you and Dusty are so much different than Taylor and I. Mm -hmm. But I said, do you, what did you have in your mind when you were looking And what is that like kind of dream house? And I hate, I mean, for the love of God, this isn't like dream Barbie world over here, but I just wanted to know, like when you close your eyes and when there was that kind of dream house, what style was it? I've never done that. And say to me. I don't have a dream house. Like, I mean, for us, this is so sad. I mean, for when we approach it, we look for a decent area we wouldn't have to move from. Perfect. Um, Space enough space bedrooms wise bath wise important and value like how do we get value in for sure (laughs) and so i don't and i see so many houses and i every time i'm showing clay i'm like this is so gorgeous oh yeah i've never just sat sat down and been like my dream house i would i mean if i had to say like the house i'm in now like i pinch myself like every minute and i do remember i've i've walked by these houses on this particular block forever driven by like and didn't even think it was possible to ever live in a house like that ever which i thought was the sweetest sentiment like you getting to say that in this year of our lord 2023 (laughs) you've 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 done it like you are in that house that you didn't even know you wanted i still don't i feel like i'm just like there by accident so i don't know no i I get it i don't know now i'm like no, I get it. I have it. a dream like vacation homes. Oh, oh, yeah, perfect. Yeah. That's, see, yeah, I've got a, I've got a dream second home yes. as well. <laughs> Anyone listening to this Third is like, home as well. Up. I know. Um, but that's funny you said that because you asked me the same question off air and I actually said, it's pretty darn close to the one that we got to, to your point, which is a pinch me moment. And looking back and knowing that we did it in 2021, which was the just most insane market. And of course there were bidding wars left and right. And, you know, just getting anyways, a baby. Oh my God. Right. How old was Maddie? Like she was a year, but it was still like, Oh my God, I have a young child and trying to do this and desperately wanting to get out of my, you know, matchstick house that we were in. It just all felt, I I look around and I'm kind of like, I kind of can't, believe we pulled it off. And then to your point, like we feel so lucky, Yeah. but it's, we're sharing that because we want to give anyone out there who is looking for that, either that next house or that first time home, don't give up. Like yeah. you're going to find it. You're going to find you're it. Absolutely going to find it. You're going to call us and you're going to find it. Yeah. So we are kicking off with a topic that we've already been talking about at length for this entire season. But we're, before we start on that, we have to talk about that this actually, I know, it's like we're both going to cry. I'm going to cry. <laughs> this will be our last episode for a while, for a minute. Life creeps in. Yes. Some of us have to take care of a newborn child and we are, it's going to be fine. Yes. We're going to come back and I'm going to have someone else take care of that screaming baby so that I can record in the studio. Yes. Um, but this will be our last one for a hot minute. And all that means is now listener, you have time to go back and listen to all the ones you haven't had time to listen yeah. to, but we are going to come back and it will be this year. And we're, we have, we do have some fun stuff planned, especially yeah. around the holidays. Mm-hmm. Um, so please forgive us. And it's my fault, but you know, I've got to, I've got to raise a child. Well, and I've got stuff I've got to take care of as well. So right, right. we um, welcome to being 40, Kaylin. <laughs> um, but yes, we will be back. 
We will be back. We will. And life happens and that's okay. Yeah, that's okay. So we wanted to do that little yes. caveat before we kicked off today's session, like a therapy session. Right. Um, but Heather, your amazing idea of this season of really focusing on having people on that had a very particular niche within real estate and just kind of getting to the bottom of like what drove them there and why they were passionate about it. And it, you and I have asked each other no less than 100 times, what's your niche? Yeah. <laughs> and we've like weeks to sit on it. Yeah. And and I th- it's funny because what I love is that you had kind of alluded to what yours was. Then Luke alluded to what yours was. Mm-hmm. We've had other guests be like, Heather, you're the best at this, which how fun. Yes. And then I ha- did not have an answer <laughs> and you kind of gave me my answer, yes. which I th- also thought was the kindest thing ever. So um, we're going to do a little bit of interview style and talk to each other about what that is. And I, I want to start with you. Is uh, that okay? Can okay. I start? Yes. Okay. So first of all, what in your own words would you tell the listener your niche in real estate is? Okay, well, for today's episode, um, (laughs) my niche, if I want to use that term, and also just something that I love and feel like I'm pretty good at is is social media and just kind of um, marketing myself and being myself online. 100%. And... um, and yeah, I, I think that I do a pretty good job you with do my a damn online good presence. Job of it. Yes. And what I love about it is before you and I actually knew each other that well at all, or were even friends, to, to be honest, mm-hmm. I obviously followed you on social because we were both at league and I would die laughing. Which and, means so much to me because I feel like you are very picky about like oh, so who picky. you follow, like what you think is good. And I think I remember I barely knew you and you said something about like, oh my God, I love because in 2020 I did yeah. cooking with the team. Yes. Um, and I took it, I was like, oh my gosh, Kaylin likes my Instagram. <laughs> well, we've already established on this episode that I'm very picky, yes. but it was something to me that I knew as much as I talk and as much as I'm loud and da, 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 da I don't have that in me. I, we've talked about this. I don't have the ability to do what you do on social. And so I, it's, it's the best envy in the world, but it also makes me so happy when you, especially a friend has found something that is authentic to them, but also brings other people joy, but it comes so naturally to you. There is, you and I know there's nothing worse than someone on social mm. who is not natural mm. and they're trying so hard. And that's why we've already talked. It's like, just, just, just don't. Yeah. It's okay. Let's find something else. Right. You don't have to do it. Mm-hmm. Let's find something else. Mm-hmm. So you have mastered it in our, in my opinion, and several of our guests' opinions as well. Um, but I wanted to talk to you about kind of why you feel like, how did you even start on this path? Again, because so many people are so bad at it. And why, what do you think it's like brought to your business? Okay, good question. I think, well, I know. I know when I really started my journey with, I started with Instagram um, when I kind of joined league basically, because I was with a big company, you know, and I didn't, I didn't feel comfortable there didn't feel like that brand represented me. I was honestly a little embarrassed. I'm not going to lie. I thought I was like, I don't even want to tell anybody like I do this. I don't know. Yeah. And I was with a company that, you know, they were very much like everybody looks like this. Everybody does this. Like you don't do Instagram. You don't, you know, you had a name, you do an open house with a name tag. Yeah. So when I joined league, I felt like I had the freedom to kind of like sit down for the first time in my career and be like, who, what am I? Like, who am I? What what kind of realtor am I? What kind of people do I want to draw to me? Um, and I, I purposely really thought about it. Yeah. Which what a gift, right? Yeah. I don't think many people in any industry get to sit down and actually 
think about that, mm-hmm. right? So you, it's like, maybe if you are a actual social media influencer, you have to think about that, but you being in a profession and then getting to creatively express yourself in a positive marketing way. No, I, nobody gets to do that. I know. That's it's awesome. incredible. Yeah. It's so fun. So, um, you know, so I was like, okay, I'm going to do this. I did start a separate business Instagram because I had my personal one that I had had for a while. I don't, now looking back, I don't think I would have done that, but it is what it is. It's I, exactly what I wanted to ask you yeah, today. I like, don't think I would have, but my personal is so personal. Right. And I think if you are, if you don't have Instagram at all, or you are kind of new to it, or maybe not posting that much, um, I don't think you need to. Okay. I currently manage four to five Instagram accounts. <laughs> How's that it's, going? It's not going great. It's not going great. Um, because one of my points I'll talk about is that people like a mix of business and personal. Um, personal. Yeah. And, I, you know, so there is a way I, I don't, I personally wish I didn't have two. Yeah. But I can't really. Because it is a it. lot to manage. It's a lot to manage. And then I think. My friends follow both. So sometimes they're getting double pictures of Doesn't bother puppy. me one bit. Does not bother me one bit. <laughs> I think I like too far into it. So I'm like, <laughs> I'm just going to blast you with four to five. I'm too far in. Um, but to finish the question too, I was like, okay, I, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm not being fed business anymore. Like I was like, how am I going to, you know, really start promoting myself, who I am, what do I do? And it was kind of like, okay, it's a way for me to stay top of mind with my friends. Yeah. And yeah. still authentic to you. Yes. Like that's what I love so much about it is you are not forcing yourself to get on there and do reels. You're, you know, it's not, it's not even a conscious thought. Like I've been with you and you've yeah. whipped the phone out yes. and you've been like, all right, get I'm, on, get on camera. You cannot think too much about this. Just st- I'm starting to record. And I'm, I'm never, over here like, where's my script? Where's my <laughs> teleprompter? Like I, where was hair and makeup? I was not prepared or ready for this. And we just, and you yeah. just go. And there's nothing less natural to me than putting that phone up in front of my own freaking face. Somebody was like, oh, I, I just love following you. And I was like, oh, thank you. And he was like, I mean, I just love how you like don't care what you look like. And you just like, <laughs> and I'm like, and it's true. I don't think about it at all. I don't plan it. I don't, it is just, I mean, I, I, I'm just, sometimes I'll make a bond. Sometimes I won't. Sometimes I, but I think, and I feel like I'm going to bounce all around because you probably have actual questions. We're, we are in such a reality TV driven world. People are like sucked in by just being yourself. And my day to day is pretty much always like some sort of like real world. Like it's crazy stuff happens to me. So I'm like, why not? Like, document it all. Like we talked about last time, our lives are just more dramatic. Yes. But I am going to say something that might be controversial because, you know, we just love mixing it up on here. What I like about what you do is you have a fun way of bringing humor and lightness to our industry that makes people drawn to you, make make people actually want to watch your stories, right? Because again, there's so many different avenues to take with social media and real estate, 99.9 of which I don't care for. Like yeah. I don't even follow people because I don't, I don't care what you're doing. That's so bad, but I don't care what you're doing, know. you know? Mm-hmm. But if they like you, the other thing though that happens that I do appreciate about you is you're real without like showing yourself like in your deepest, darkest moments. Like I think some people think you have to have both. Mm -hmm. You, Oh oh my God, I can't come on here and be happy and shiny and laughing without showing myself like crying in my bathroom. And I'm sorry. I call me old school, but I'm like, 
nope, no, no, I don't, I am sorry. I don't need to see that. I, I think you're a real person already. Yeah. And that's what I love about what you do is you are a real person, but you still like make it really entertaining for us, I guess is what I'm getting at. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> so, so do you, have you had people come to you and been like, Hey, I saw you on social and now I want you to be my realtor. Yes. Oh my God. It's working. It, and it, I, it baffles Luke because he's <laughs> like, oh, I mean, I, I, yeah, I would say probably I don't know, maybe four to five a year. That's amazing. Who needs Zillow? I know. You go run in the And it show. really, at first, I always think it's a scam. I'm yeah. like, oh, yeah, you know. Yeah, yeah. And that, so I'm kind of like taken back. And then I'm like, wait a second. Oh, you're real. Okay, sorry. <laughs> sorry, sorry. <laughs> what was the property again? What would you like to go see? Yeah. Yes, happy to do it. So if you were talking to someone else, and we have we have hinted at this for like three seasons now about, oh, we're going to talk about social media and all that stuff. But if you were talking to another agent who felt they had a similar persona or felt they could do it naturally or had been told before that they were good at this and wanted to really deep dive into this, like what would be your tips? Okay. So for somebody that likes, already likes they already to be, like okay, it. Okay. <laughs> it's like not it's me. Another... You're not talking to me. Okay. Well, I mean, I, I do have some points that I, and this is also not only from experience, but I have taken like the, the real CE classes that I've loved are around this topic. Oh, so really? I do feel like here's my moment to shine. Perfect. Um, number one, you know, is be yourself as be your authentic self. And I do like what you said about being careful about, you know, not your whole self. Right? I hate to be a jerk about um, it, but let's, yeah. uh, let's keep it light. Let's keep it light. Keep it light. And the biggest kind of thing that I even struggle with too is engagement. Um, you know, on top of what you're posting and all that, we can talk about that, but you really have to engage on social social media. So let's just use Instagram for an example. And if you post a picture of this house, which is also on the bottom of the things I think you should post about. But it's all I post. Heather. For example, a house just sold. <laughs> yeah. Um, which I do too. I do too. And somebody, somebody says, oh my gosh, I love this house. The social media algorithms or masters will tell you, you really need to say, oh, isn't it beautiful? You know, I would love to sit on that porch. Or it's the engagement side right. that's truly going to help your business. It's yes. what drives people there. I don't, don't ask me how or the science as to why. We're not experts. Um, but just posting, again, I'm talking to somebody that is already somewhat knowledgeable about this. Right. Like, don't freak out everybody if you don't even know what any of this means. But just posting something and not doing that extra step of hashtags, tagging your location and engaging with people um, it's, you're not going to get the whole effect or like all of the benefits you can from your online presence. Right. So, you know, posting, we, I, I really think a good mix of, um, personal and real estate. And for me, I don't, I think you just kind of slightly remind them of what you do. So, you know, you could be at an, I don't know, like I can be any, I could do one right now. That's not like, I'm a realtor, I'm a realtor, I'm a realtor, but right. it is, has this little undertone of like, oh yeah, Heather's in real estate. And that's my goal. I want all my friends, everybody that follows me, all my thousands of followers. <laughs> um, all my fan club. All my fan club to just re be reminded of that I'm here, but not be in your face every single day. Yes. Um, so definitely kind of a mix of personal and professional and they can bleed kind of together. Like I'll bring my kids to a showing. I was really kind of on the fence about showing their face on my 
private, my personal one. Now I'm kind of like, I don't, anyway. I know it's such a it's mess a, out there, It's a mess. It? So you can decide personally how, how much you want um, to give away, but. Can I bring up one thing really yeah. fast about people who might be intimidated about getting started? I came across something this week. And so, you know, my background also is in marketing and I actually did social media for companies for years, which is probably why I don't do it for myself. I just, yeah. I freaked myself out. I freaked all those people out. I just can't do it. But here's what I want to say to, and I don't mean to interject completely on your niche, but here's what I want to say to people that are looking at other people who look really impressive. And I, I just want to bring up one stat. And I think you're probably already aware of this. I came across an account this week and I looked at this person and I saw the amount of followers they had and then kind of, the, you know, their accolades of what they did in their profile. Well, I saw the number and I'm going to, and I'm going to talk about it here in a second, but I saw the number of followers and then I looked at a few of their posts. So I'm just going to use random numbers here, but let's say they had 12,500 followers. And then I went to their posts and they had like 25 likes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it was, if you look at that ratio, it's actually very low engagement from the followers. And the reason I'm bringing this up to people who might be intimidated about starting down this path is if you're looking at other people and you're saying, oh my God, they have 12,500 followers. Like I'm never going to get there. I want to let you in on a little secret. They bought those followers. Mm -hmm. They bought them in mm -hmm. groups of 10,000. Mm -hmm. It's really easy to do. Yes. And the minute you know it is if their engagement level compared to their followers is low, such mm -hmm. as that. Yes. I'm not going to do the math on that really fast, but know that they bought those followers. Mm -hmm. And I'm saying that not to be a jerk because to each their own and everybody's got to, you know, yeah. make a coin. That's fine. But don't let that stuff intimidate you because it's not all real. Yes. And the more organic you can start and the more authentic you can be, you will grow that fo following naturally and your engagement will be out the wazoo. Yes. And it's people that you really want to, I mean, I don't, I've never done that. I think I really, I, I joke. I think I only have like 1300 followers. I mean, I don't Sounds have. Sounds impressive. I, I don't even know how many I have. <laughs> you don't get intimidated with don't how many followers you have. Cause yours is a real connection yeah. that's turning into real business, mm -hmm. but also friendships and also yes. a community and the way that we talk all the time about how to build your business on this I mean, podcast. I block quite a few people. Good like, for you. I mean, to be honest, like I don't, you know, I, I, my, Profile is public, so if it's public, really anybody can see that. Right. But you have the ability to block certain accounts or yeah, yeah, yeah. Just own it. Own it. Just totally own it, so, and don't get intimidated. Those no. were going to be my two cents. Don't. On that. And it, yeah, it, it, you know, if it's something that you already naturally like, maybe on the personal side, then it is. It found for me, it was an easy transition to kind of bring my business into it. Exactly. And, you know, my probably like biggest point of advice is like just don't get in front of yourself. Don't overthink it. Don't, you know, what the good news is about what we do, real estate in general is very interesting to most people. Oh my God. Like, people are fascinated. We are in a really easy, um, you know. Approachable. Yes. Like mm -hmm. what we, people love to look at houses. Yes. Like, so it's an, I just want to say that to encourage everybody. Like you're already in a great business that people want to see anyway. Yeah. So it's how I feel when I'm in the room with like a doctor and I secretly want to ask them so many medical questions, yes. even though oh. it's so stupid and it doesn't matter. And they probably just want to relax and not talk about their job. Yes. But it's like, it's my fascination with that industry of like, Oh, well tell me what happened today. Versus when we walk into a room and someone's like, so what, how's the market right now? What are yeah. you seeing? What are comps? What that sell for? Have you been in this one? I mean, they love it. Yeah. Yeah. So it is, it's a naturally interesting and approachable industry anyways. Anyway. Right. You Let's could keep it that way. Let's keep it. 
And don't get intimidated if, if you are just starting out and you don't have all these listings. And like, that's not what people want to see. So when I first started doing this and we moved to Fort Worth, I was really kind of starting my business over, I would say. But the team that I left kept all my people, my database. Like, I was starting over. Oh, Lord. Um, so I didn't really have an, a lot to be like, just listed, just sold. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I also made the conscious decision to focus on my neighborhood. I'm like, exactly. that's where I'm going to start. Yep. I, I, I mean, I was, I wanted to become my neighborhood's expert on, so I would post like this event is happening. Um, this is where you can go get a pumpkin or I'd be out and like great cup of coffee and I would tag the location. That's just where I started. Like right. I just, um, so you can, don't get intimidated with like, oh my gosh, I have to have at least 10 sale. You know, just don't, that's not what people want to see anyway. No, they, they really they don't. Trust me. Don't. I know I post yeah. that shit. They don't want to see so it. That's an easy way to kind of, <laughs> if you don't know where to start, like where do I kind of start this? Think about something that you just want to focus on and just start really honing in on that and tagging your location there, sharing. People want to be educated in a, in a, like a, a non-boring funny way. way. Yeah. yeah. A funny way. So I think I do a good job about educating and I'm not going to talk about interest rates in a very boring way because I don't like to talk about interest rates or hear about them. But yeah. I also still will kind of put in a little bit of, hey, what is going on right now? Because people want to know. And to show so, that you're knowledgeable, obviously. Yes, yes. But to your point, when you do get too much, in my opinion, in the weeds in that stuff, that's fine if you have like a total, total business account. It's like, okay, that's literally all you're going to talk about. Yes, you might get a following from that. I totally get that. But at the end of the day, we already have a reputation as realtors to be like slimy. Yeah, And for we're sure. fighting that all the time. Yes. So the more we're pushing that kind of info, it's like... I, I'm eked out by it, let yeah. alone a civilian, as we call them. Totally. Right? Yes. I know. I hate, I, I know. No. It's like, but I mean, I'm always shocked about, I'll, I'll go to school to drop off and like, oh my God, your video was hilarious. <laughs> and it truly starts this because the idea of like a cold, like a calling somebody I kind of know at school, like, hey, did you know that I'm a, you're, you're a realtor? And I could like, that is like, oh, to Death. me. But if I can post a really funny picture from an open house I did, like the amount of um, like just engagement and people mentioning it and like, it, it blows my mind. I know. Like, I'll be like, oh, let's, and then they'll, they'll, they'll slide into my DMs <laughs> in not a creepy way, but it's another way. It's just active engagement that way where I don't have to even think about, okay, who am I going to call today? Who am I going to text today? I can, it can just happen organically with me posting something and I will, I will have people that will message me and I had no idea that they could be potential clients yeah. or that they were even looking and right. they may never buy. But yeah. I mean, I had this one pretty big, kind of high price point home that I posted and I had a good friend who have never talked about real estate. Yes. She was like, oh my gosh, where is this house? And like, you know, we, we were always kind of looking, I had no idea, but exactly. it was so natural and yep. organic and it wasn't a way to me have to like call her like, ugh. oh, like we talk about what, like ugh. a coffee date. No, yes. they don't want to go. They don't want to mm. meet me. No. Your account is like a reprieve from some other realtor accounts, I would argue, right? And here's my other thing. God, I would love to pull the listener out there. Are you literally following multiple realtors? Because I'm going to say the answer is probably no. Like you're following people you know, mm -hmm. and if they happen to be a realtor, okay. But, and I get it, I get it, I get it that we all have to put realtor like next to our name on all this stuff because how else are people going to know? And again, I am not the expert, but I just laugh when it's like, they, they're not following you from that. They're following you for entertainment or for a, a connection or something. Mm -hmm. And and I say you, like somebody else out there, not you, Heather, but 
that's why your account makes so much more sense than, in my opinion, how some other people are doing it. Thank you. You're welcome. Thank you. <laughs> it's just a compliment fest well, today. <laughs> and we have to get on to yours, but I, I, unless you have specific questions, I had a couple more tips or I thoughts. want all the tips, Heather. Um, we talked about being yourself, engaging. Another point is don't ignore your existing clients or your past client base. Excellent. So don't go into it with this mindset of like, I'm going to do all these things and I'm going to try to get all new business, new clients. Like, don't forget about everybody else. I would say if you've got a, somebody you helped buy a house three years ago that says, oh my gosh, what color paint is that? I mean, they are actively asked. I'll see so yeah. many times, you know, you post this picture of your kitchen and, um, you know, I try to tag, I'm very open about what colors are, you know, all that. But people will say, oh, what color is that in your yeah. cabinets? And like crickets. Oh. Like you have to take it to the next level yes. and answer their question because you're providing value to them, even if it's just a paint color. Um, but don't forget to, to like, to support, to follow all of your past clients too, because 100%. that's another way just to stay t- top of mind to them. It's so true. And again, God, hopefully, hopefully everybody had a good experience and like you want to stay connected and you, I know you'll agree with this. There is nothing better than selling someone a house. And again, let's say on the buy side, and then you guys follow each other on social and you see what they've done with the place. And it's like, oh my God, they're making it their home. Like I had, I had a little something to do with that. That is the greatest. It is the greatest. I've had a lot of that recently where I, and I reach out and I'm just like, it looks amazing. Uh, You've done a fat, you know, fantastic job. Yes, just a follow up. It's a really easy way for you to stay in their lives and to encourage them, support them, be there when they need you. Like, because they're probably not going to think to call you and be like, nope. "Hey, I haven't talked to you in four years. What color?" You know. But if they, and this is kind of again, I'm talking to realtor, real estate agents, um, and so if you really are truly kind of wanting this to be a part of your business plan, then this is just a great way to stay engaged and top of mind. So don't be a jerk yeah. is basically yeah. what that takeaway is. You really is. have to kind of put a little time into it. Yeah. And I've, and I'll go off the, I mean, like I, I ebb and flow, like I haven't posted that much lately. Cause I mean, I'll be honest, like if you're not feeling it and yeah. maybe you're tired, like don't. And so, you know, if you've got a lot going on, don't stress too much about it. But my last comment was be consistent. So that's really not <laughs> consistent with what I said. But, um, I do see a lot of agents kind of come in hot and heavy and they're posting every day, all day, and then they're just gone. Literally, And silent. then four weeks later, there'll be like one picture just sold. Like that, I, I, I do think anything is better than nothing. I'm not discouraging you from that. But if you need to, some people will put a reminder on their, you know, some people are very much like time management people. I am not. Um, I don't, shocking, know, if I don't I know. know if you've met us, but yeah, <laughs> some people will put an alarm on their phone and, you know, just as a reminder, like I need to post something. I don't do that, but it would be a way to be consistent. And um, I will share, I promise on our Instagram, these things okay. um, and some more, but I, I also want to say one last thing. I'm going to jump to you, which is kind of controversial. And I just thought about it. And it is the, how do you feel when you, you being realtor and you follow, we, we all follow oh, everybody. Follow I mean, half of my people I follow are, are I don't even know who they are. They've friended me. Yeah. yeah. And so you're scrolling and you just feel like, oh my God, can you shut it with the million dollar list? Just sold, just sold, million dollar listing, million dollar listing, million dollar listing. Um, I mean, I think you need to post it because I told somebody this and it was another realtor. 
And I said, when I post, and I don't, I think you would agree that I'm not like that. Like I'm not like just sold, just sold. But occasionally I will kind of make a point of, hey, I just sold this awesome house. Yes. At this awesome price tag. Yes. And I told another realtor one time, I said, I'm, you know, you're not my target market. Target market. Right. You know, Sorry. and I'm, there is a way to not hurt people's feelings. Like yes. I, I do that. Like right now I'm kind of slow and it bothers yeah. me. I'm like, yeah. when yeah. I see somebody I've just sold, but what I, my goal with that and my, I guess my purpose of telling other realtors, this is that like, it is a way for me to kind of tell people like, oh, wow, like she's funny and, and really funny to watch, but she's actually doing, she does her job. She does she, business. Um, so I guess I had to kind of think about that. Like I, I, I'm mindful of what I post and when, but I'm also not scared to share my successes, I guess is what I'm trying to say because other realtors may get annoyed. Um, we all do. We're type A, you know, if we're in this, we're competitive, but other realtors are not my, what I'm, my targeting, what I'm no, not trying not to. selling to them. No. I agree wholeheartedly. And it's, it's so tough because none of us want to be out there no. acting like we are the best in the business and the only one selling real estate. Like, but wouldn't you agree? The one that I'm a big, I had a big one this year. The yeah. way that I shared it was pretty fun. It was fantastic. It was like, it, one ended up being one of my like most I think liked about it videos. daily. I think about it all the so, time. So, um, Yes. There's also tips and tricks around. You don't have to be like, you know, black suit in front of the house, like, you know, but don't be afraid to share your successes and your, what you do best because you really are trying to get to those people that eventually need you. Yes. Yes. And you do have to prove that you're doing your job. I'm sorry. Like if all we're doing is fun social and never posting that we actually had a transaction, wouldn't you start to be like, yes. Right. And so that's who you're like, that's who's really following you and and maybe going to use you one day or at least use you for a resource. But okay. And you know, what's so funny about this comment is the same people we probably get annoyed with the minute they post something that we need that they, that our buyer is looking for. They're our best, they're friend. our best friends. We're I like, know. Oh, I'm so glad you shared that. I on know. Social. Exactly. Exactly. We so, talk out of both sides of our mouth people. But yes. And I do, I really do promise because my goal with going forward is to be better on social media, um, on our podcast, <laughs> um, the little engine that, that was could. supposed to be my, um, but I'm going to share some more in-depth tips for those that are really interested in. And I, I'm a huge believer in having a social media presence to build your business. And are you going to help me with mine? Yes. Okay. I Fantastic. am. I am, but I do. Yeah. It's do my goal it? in 2024. Okay. I don't like goals. I think they're kind of dumb yeah. because I just like to, you know, try to kick ass as often as possible. I'm kidding. But I really do actually. Yeah, you don't like, you don't like resolutions, goals. Nope. You just get up. Why would I put any more pressure on myself? You know, me every single day, I'm a new person, (laughs) new me, and I fail. But Yeah, I don't like to fail. How about that? I don't like to let myself down. So why even set expectations? Well, we'll help each other. And I will, I'm going to share some um, tips because like I said, I think if you can add it to your business, it will, it's, I think you need it. And ending like truly like go follow Heather on Instagram because you will teams realtor. That's right. You will get a chuckle and you will really enjoy it. And you are going to learn some stuff and she's got some great listings. And again, we can all learn from it. So go follow her. Go follow me. Yes, exactly. Um, Okay. So I'm going to switch to you. And when I asked you what your niche, niche, whatever we're saying, saying. let's be consistent. Are we niche? niche? Niche. Okay. You had originally said something along the lines of helping first-time homebuyers, which I think is something you're good at, not necessarily like, I mean, you're really good at it, but we talked a little bit more about what I think your niche is, and that is your communication skills 
and you're just being able to guide buyers and sellers through the insane process of buying and selling a house because every time and I'm here at your house, what, one or two times a week? I mean, often. Pretty much. All the here. time. <laughs> uh, I mean, I had, I was a decision maker in this. Uh, yes, you were. You were yeah, involved in this I'm fireplace. Um, yes. So that, that lends itself into me being able to see how you interact on the phone mostly with other agents, with your buyers, your sellers. And I'm always in awe. I just sit here and I like try to take notes personally because you remain calm cool collected you are very solution driven with your answers you let I mean it is it like you are such a good communicator and it's I think it's really important to you and your niche also being like making sure clients understand what's going on and that you like you just are really good at it you are so so kind I want you to talk a little bit more into that because I think that is I mean I can be funny on Instagram at the end of the day Um, we got to get a deal closed. This is true. This um, is true. So I would love for you to educate me and everybody just about how, were you always like this? Well, is this your personality? You're so kind. You really are so kind. Cause I was over, like I said, like you said, I was over here with like, oh, like first time home buyers. And so thank you. Thank you for bringing this to my attention. Cause I, I think most similarly with what we've identified about each of our niches is that it, it just kind of actually goes back to who we are. And I love that you had to bring it to my attention because I'm just over here in the clouds. Like, no, I have no idea what my niche is. And then when she said it, I was like, well, this makes like so like, much I'm Instagram sense. and your communication. <laughs> like, yeah, well, there it is. Together we make a good team. We are a good team. <laughs> and here's how the podcast got started. So I'm going to touch on the first time homebuyers. I think the reason that I brought that one up was that is how I feel most valuable in a, in a transaction. Just because it is so emotional. There's so much handholding. There's so many questions. And I maybe going back to the communication thing, I do feel like I can provide them so much value because I start from the beginning. Mm -hmm. I don't treat them like they're dumb, but I also don't assume that they know what I'm talking about. And I, I just feel like I know I'm helping them. And that to me, for some reason, like that's why it to me, I was like, oh, it's a niche, but I help lots of people. Like by no means are those my only clients. So when you brought it kind of to this bigger picture of like the communication thing, it, this is so stupid, but I had this thought and I swear to God, I've, I've like almost never forgot about it. So I was walking down the hall of my high school. Okay. It was senior year. This is a true story. I swear to God. And it's not even like novel or interesting. It's just been like rooted in my soul from this point. And I started to think about all my peers and my friends and what they were good at. And they had these very tangible talents and it was something, I mean, I'm not getting everything from artists to athleticism to, you know, even, even let's just say finance, like they were just really good at math or really good at science. And I, I swear to God, I remember sitting there thinking, well, I know how to talk. (laughs) So I better, I better figure out how to get a career based on that. I mean, I'm not kidding. That was, this was 2006, 2005, 2006. And ever since then, I have just tried to utilize that strength. And there's all those books and like theories around how you're actually not supposed to focus on your weaknesses. And instead you're supposed to focus on your strengths. Clearly I'm doing that because I refuse to even acknowledge the weaknesses that need to be brought to the forefront. But, um, the, communication level for me has been so important personally and professionally. And I think, and I've shared this a little bit on the podcast, but for me, when I have watched situations go awry, whether personal or professionally, to me, there was a breakdown of communication. Like Mm -hmm. something got lost in translation and we 
we could have solved it. It could have been fixed with a little bit better communication. Yeah. So that, I think that's why hopefully, thank you for saying that I'm good at it. And hopefully my, my clients feel that way too. Cause I try so hard to make sure that everybody understands Mm -hmm. and that like, but then I'm not making you feel dumb while, you know, we're talking about things. So the biggest thing for me when it comes to communication, and again, Krista said it so much more eloquently, and I'm going to get to this, but it, that that comes back to the conveying the hysteria. But the first thing I would say, if this is something you're either trying to work on or like, or maybe you were high school Kaylin and you're like, that's literally the only thing I'm good at. I better make some money out of it is to set expectations with whomever you're talking to. And that goes, some people don't like to talk a lot, Heather. Mm -hmm. Like they don't want me chatting at them and telling them about, you know, X, Y, and Z. And I think understanding that upfront and not only how they like, like what they want to hear, but how they want to communicate. So immediately right off the bat, when I meet someone, especially if it's a single person, if it's a couple, I'm already talking to them about do we want text? Do we mm-hmm. want email? Do we want phone calls? How do we like to communicate? Mm-hmm. Because that is to me how you can start off on the wrong foot immediately. Mm-hmm. If you're a texter and they are not, you're going to drive them bonkers mm-hmm. and that could ruin a deal for you. Mm-hmm. Also, so much gets lost in translation and text messages. And I, I'm going to talk about picking up the phone, even and- though we all hate it. But it's important. It is important. It's and if important. there are two decision makers in this process, so I always ask them like, do we want to start a group text or not? Because one of them may not, yeah. may, one of them wants to show up at the closing table. A hundred percent. And yes. never have to deal with you ever. Yes. <laughs> and then there's some that are like, yes, put us both on it. We, you know. We so need to know what's going I've on. I've learned that little tip. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure you do as well. No, Exactly. I think to your point about, have you always been like this? I was always like it to a certain extent. I think what elevated it and maybe what you hear me doing on the phone was getting that additional degree that I talk about all the time, which I know is so annoying, but I think going through a like series of negotiations courses and, you know, business courses and things like that and trying to so desperately remove the emotion when we are, when we need to. And I wrote I wrote something down that I try to, I don't even know if I do it intentionally, but after writing it down, I think that this is kind of a method that I do. So let's say we've already created a relationship. We are working together. We are now in like a negotiations or possibly we are about to submit an offer. And there's a lot on the table, not only from a factual basis, but from an emotional basis. And I try to do this not only with my clients, but with the other agent. So the first thing I start with is facts. So Heather, if I'm on the phone with you and you're another agent and you're spewing things out to me that aren't facts. They are complete opinions. I'm not even probably going to respond to you, to be honest. I'm just going to bring it back to the facts Mm -hmm. because there's really the only thing that we can do by you, you throwing your emotions at me and vice versa, or you throwing your opinions at me, we're just going to get heated and it's not going to end well. So the first thing I do is like, okay, I remove whatever opinions and facts they have. And I try to stick to the facts. Then I go on to maybe any analytics and data that we have. And again, I am not an analytics person. That is not me trying to come over here saying that I know what the hell I'm talking about when it comes to data. I'm just saying, mm-hmm. especially when it comes to like a listing or or the actual numbers that we're getting down to, I have to focus on those things because those are cold, hard facts mm-hmm. and anything else is going to be opinions. And I'm sorry, if my buyer says, I think it's worth this and my data says something else, 
that's what I have to go off yeah. of. I'm still going to support you. I'm still going to say, of course, we're going to put whatever offer in that mm-hmm. you feel comfortable with. But at the end of the day, here's the facts right. that I have. So to me, with bo- with dealing with both clients and then other agents, I feel like that tends to hopefully remove some of tension or apprehension or things like that. Mm-hmm. And then the last thing you have to deal with is their emotions. Like, we can't just ignore their emotions. I have them too, right? Yeah. You see me act all cool and calm on the phone and then I get off and I'm like, screaming at you. I'm like, did you hear that? (laughs) We just have to separate it. We have to separate it. So I did want to, I wanted to, you know, state, it seems like I'm kind of cold saying facts, analytics, data, and then it's emotion. And then I have to sit down and figure out and get to the root, whether it's the agent or the client and be like, what is making you, and and upset might be a little bit of like a dramatic term, but Where is this coming from? Where is this rooted for? Where are your fears? How can I alleviate those fears? Mm-hmm. So going back to your point about the solutions based, because if we just sit there and just go round and round together, I know. I mean, Jesus, like lock us up, put us in a straight jacket. Like we'd all be in the nut house yes. if we if we went down that path. So those are those are my big things. I'm you're nodding a lot. That. Like, are you feeling like I mean, you do this too? No. Mm. <laughs> It's not as methodical. Well, it's just reminding me, everything you're saying is is reminding me and bringing me back to the point that probably a lot of these conversations need to be had on the phone or in person. Yes. And so we need to get over ourselves. Yep. And what you're saying is very hard to convey and to accomplish over a text text message message. or even an email. Mm -hmm. And it's, you're Mm -hmm. exactly right. Cause it's next on my list. I literally underlined it 17 times. I said, pick up the phone. That's what Dusty says all the time. (sighs) He'll see me writing like an 18 page text and he's like, you should just call him (laughs) or you should call him. I can't even take credit for this one. This is an old boss that I had and he literally would sit here and hear me talk about these emails that went back and forth and back and forth. And he would look at me and he'd be like, did you pick up the phone? And I I likened it off air to you to like facing the dragon, if you will. Like none of us want to pick up the phone. No. No one wants to have that conversation, but I likened it to like getting up in front of a room and having to give a presentation or a speech like that. Yes. Some of us can do it a little bit better than others, but at the end of the day, we all are like sweating. Our palms are sweating and we're sick to our stomach and we have to get up there and make sure we don't look like an ass. But when you're done with it, you've accomplished something and you've gotten through it. And it wasn't as scary as you thought it it was going to be. Probably always goes better than a text message. Totally. I Um, would also argue if you have any abilities and I'm, you guys know, I don't read and uh, you read Heather, you like listen to books and stuff. You're all about this. But if you guys can get your hands on some basic negotiations tools, and I'm not even saying that from like a salesy real estate perspective, I'm saying that to yeah. literally get through tough conversations mm-hmm. or even like there's, there's books and things about, you know, difficult conversations and things like that. And they're, they actually are helpful tools. And a lot of them do go back to actually being quiet and, yes. you know, letting the other person talk, which sounds shocking for me. Mm-hmm. Um, and letting them kind of get through some of those thoughts mm-hmm. before you address anything. Mm-hmm. So those would be my little tips, if you yeah. will. If, if communication is something you're struggling with or difficult conversations is something you're struggling with, there are like, you can Google that stuff. Mm-hmm. That There is actually some yeah. really, really helpful and beneficial things out there. There's a masterclass taught by uh, the former gosh, she's like a former FBI negotiator or hostage situation (laughs) negotiator. And I'm telling you, I bet it's good. It's, it's fascinating. And it applies to our business. 
Well, and you correct me if I'm wrong, but I just something that I realized, I mean, probably um, a little little later than I should, is that when you may have a somebody on the a buyer, a seller, or another agent, a lender, somebody that's kind of a little hot and heavy, and they've got a lot of emotion into it, and they're just just spiraling, like spiraling. And if you really, re- it's usually in text or listen to what they're saying, like they're not asking you a question. Correct. And so I'm kind of been able to say, okay, sometimes they just want to say some things and they need someone to hear it Yep. and they need a little assurance, but I'm kind of trying to weed through it and see if there's an actual question. So so like, like for an example, like, I don't know how you would deal this because like, if you, you probably agree, like, let's say you have a listing and you have a buyer's agent call you and they, the first thing they say is like, okay, well, do you have any offers? No. Okay. Cause it's overpriced. Oof. Oof, we just established an opinion, Heather. Mm-hmm. That's an opinion. Yeah. So I think you are yeah. really good at hearing that. And and you, I don't know how you would respond. <laughs> well, first of all, I would tell the person to get some manners. No, yes. I'm kidding. I mean, for me, you want to react. You yeah. want to react yes. so badly because you have worked so hard, not only with your data and your analytics, but yes. with your client to make sure that this number is reflective of the market and the condition and what your buyer, or, I'm sorry, what, what your, your seller, seller needs. Wanted or yeah. wanted. I yeah. mean, Sometimes you got to go off of it. And you're, yeah. But that is an opinion. Yeah. And I'm sorry. And we don't, I don't work off that when it comes to yeah. things like this. So whether or not I literally ignore it in the, in the actual moment yeah. or possibly just comment back with some facts, yeah. that's where I would keep it. That's what I would do. Yeah. But to your point about getting the Dead Sea Scroll text message and they're upset, I have had this happen where I had a buyer's agent send me a text full of emotion on behalf of their buyer. And I, to your exact point, I looked in there for something that I could change, resolve, do answer, answer actual actions. What it came down to Heather is I said, I'm sorry that your buyer is upset Mm -hmm. because I understood where this person was coming from. They are having to deal with a very emotional person. I want to know that I understand. And I've been there. I then went on to say, X, Y, and Z about, again, facts, like whatever that situation was, let's stick with the facts. They didn't, again, they kept going and they kept going and they kept going. And I just had to say, I'm sorry, you're dealing with this. I'm, I understand. And just try to remain to the facts, Mm -hmm. which brings us to our last point of it's okay if you've done everything you're supposed to do. And then you have to set a barrier between Mm -hmm. either you and an agent or you and a client. So you and I just said, pick up the phone. But if you're dealing with an agent that every time you pick up the phone, they scream at you Mm -hmm. or they're rude to you or they're degrading to you, then set a barrier and say, I'm only going to text or email with this person Yeah, because you don't have to be abused in this process. I am praying that you don't have clients like that people, you know, that you like dread calling or something because they are very emotional. But I think you also have to protect yourself a little bit because this can be, we've, so we've joked, this is an abusive, us with real estate is an abusive relationship. Um, and you just have to make sure that you are still protecting yourself as well. So mm-hmm. don't pick up the phone if every time you get pick up the phone, you get screamed at. That's a really good point to say. Right? Yes. <laughs> okay, so because I was going to say, so with that other agent, I had to say, I had to I'm apologize done. and then I had to say I'm done yeah. because there wasn't anything else I could mm-hmm. do. So that, that, those were my main oh, tips. I think it's what the knowledge. Oh, for the love, the last one. And then I am done. The last one, when I feel like emotion has completely overridden any facts or anything that I can do, I truly ask this person 
I, I ask them to go there in their mind about a scenario. So whether it's losing the house, walking away from the house, buy, moving forward to buy the house. Knowing I w- it needs a new water heater and that's they're not right. going to do it. That's right. I want you to mentally be in it, go there in your mind. How do you feel? Because it's so easy for us, as we've talked about, to literally get so hung up on a $500 water heater mm-hmm. and so angry at the seller for not conceding and da 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 yep. Okay. Let's take that out of it. How do you feel about losing this house? How do you feel about walking away? How do you feel about actually getting it and being in it and putting your Christmas tree up next month? I have to ask them to go there because sometimes they are so in the emotions that it's okay to put them actually in an emotional state Mm -hmm. to see what that would make them feel. It's like, it's like removing them from the moment and making it big picture, but they're still allowed to be emotional. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. So that would, that was my last little tip or what I try to do because I know when I've hit a wall, like with them and we're not getting anywhere, I'm like, okay, I have to lean into their emotion Mm -hmm. then. And that's, and Mm -hmm. it, and it usually is helpful. I think it's a good exercise. Yes. Listen to me yeah. like I freaking know what I'm talking about. I, mean, I don't even know what I'm talking like, about. No. This is a master class. <laughs> I'm praying. I'm praying that I do as I say. I and know. I put this well, into practice and it actually helps people. And you made a good point off the air that I agree with and I'm getting better at is that if you have that difficult conversation that you need to have with a buyer, a seller, another agent, a lender, just just do it just then. Do it. I mean, I think when I first started, I would see somebody call and like, I'll just call them later. Totally. Well, it's you just need to do it now. Do it yeah. now. Rip the band-aid. Rip the band-aid. And it always I would say nine times out of ten, it ends up being like the best decision you made just to talk, get it over with, wrap it up. That's right. <laughs> Versus a text and a, I'll call you later and I'll you know, it's just And then that just frustrates yeah. everyone. Just shy of Jeff's rule about yeah. not doing it at night. I 100,000% agree with you. Like just rip the bandaid off and get it over with. Mm -hmm. And again, so many times that we've had to do that. And then you look back and I don't know, it almost feels like an accomplishment. You're like, I did it. I know. And I'm going to, I'm going to be okay. I lived. I lived. lived. Well, even that, that, um, it was actually a for sale by owner that we terminated. I had the buyer. I really didn't want to call because it's the owner. You know, if it was another realtor, you know, it's business. I'm like, here's a termination. Yep you know, hadn't even had the inspection yet. So it's not like we could, so. Couldn't blame it on anything. I did text them because I was at soccer when I found out. And I feel like, I was like, hey, we're headed into the weekend. I, I want you to know ASAP so that you're not losing time on the market. I said, I will call you as soon as I can. And of course, I'm like, oh. But I ended up talking to her and she could not be more kind. Oh, and good. she said, hey, we would love to work with you. Like <gasps> if you have another buyer, like I thought they were going to be upset. And they right. were, and I'm like, I got off the phone. And I was like, you know what? Like, who knows? Maybe one day they know somebody that yeah. needs a realtor and they're going to be right. like, hey, she was awesome. Like we didn't actually close anything, but just her communication was awesome. Yes. I literally was like, okay, this is why it matters. This like, is why it matters. It's a difficult conversation. I didn't want to have it, yep. but I was like. And it was respectful. Yeah. Like you, you gave them the heads up. You were clearly coming from a place of remorse, basically. Yes, yes. They didn't shoot the messenger. It doesn't always go like that. We are going yes. to have hotheads and yes. we are going to have people that are very emotional about things. But if you act like an adult, yeah. hopefully other people will act like adults. Right. I say That's this to great. a lot of people in yes. my life. <laughs> Let's just act like adults. Oh my God, we are experts. I know. Look at us niche up the Mine's TikTok dances. 
Okay, but here's what I love about no. I was gonna say here's what I love about both this. You're sitting here talking about how you kill it on social media. You didn't say that, but we're saying that for you. And I'm sitting here thinking of all the things I do wrong on social media. And so it's this perfect combination because even though you are a great communicator, you were nodding the whole time I was talking. So I do feel like there was this element of like, oh yeah. Well, we 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 just January 2024. We're doing a little workshop. So don't be shocked, clients, if I call you all the time. <laughs> don't be shocked if I suddenly start posting TikToks. <laughs> I had some clients where we laughed and they moved to Florida, sadly. But they, um, we joked that we pretty much communicated only in GIFs, GIFs. <laughs> yes. How do you pronounce it? GIFs. GIFs. I agree. Yeah. That was it. Just like, that's, it was hilarious. That's a like, love we language. We pretty much got through an entire transaction <laughs> using GIFs. GIFs. I was actually pretty impressed with that. I'm not mad about I mean, it. And if you talk to any of my clients that I'm close with, like that's like probably more of a friend. I have one in particular that is my go-to and there is a, there is a profanity smack in the middle of it. I'll share it with oh, you yes. later, Heather, not the listener, but I use it on everything. It's Let's amazing. just say it's LFG. Okay. Oh, Let's yeah. just say yes. it's, it's LFG. <laughs> because it's the only way to convey my excitement. If we've got a deal accepted. Yes, exactly. Um, Well, I hope the listener got a little bit of insight about who we are. I love how we ended it with like, we're the masters and we're going to end our series with the two of us who know the most. Just happened to be the last one. Just so arrogant. So arrogant. We save the best for last, people. They're all like, bring the other people back. Yeah, get a guest who knows what they're talking about. Well, I love you. I love you. And can't wait for all the stuff that's happening this I fall. I know. It's big, exciting things. Yeah. And we love it. But I we I think we both can admit that this podcast takes us out of a lot of the real life stuff we have to deal with yeah. in the best way possible. Yeah. Um, so we are pretty sad that we have to take a little bit of a break, but it's it's fine. We'll be back. Yeah, we'll be back, folks. Go I listen to you. all the old. <laughs> we yes, I want you to go back, and I'm gonna pick a couple that I love. I mean, my favorite yes. still one is like what oh, we were before realtors. I people called me. I told you people, hashtag Wells Fargo. People literally called. I ran into two people this week. I told you, yeah, that shockingly to me said, "Oh, by the way, I listened to your podcast." And when I said, oh, "Thank you so much," you have to go back and listen to this one. They said, "Oh, I already did," and I sent it to people. I was like, "That's what? awesome. That makes us feel so good, guys." So, at some point, some y'all share what your favorite episode has been thus far. But we will be back in a few. I'm not even going to put a timeline on no. it, Heather. I'm not going to put a timeline on it. We will be back soon. But we love you all. Thank you mm-hmm. for being here, Heather. I love you. I love you. I'll see you soon. All right. Bye. bye. Always be closing. Hello, I live here. Always be closing. I've never been to your apartment. So real. What else do we need?